Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Miss Heather Greenwood of Raise the Bar, coming to you from Hillsboro, Illinois. Heather, how are you today? What's going on? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for asking. Absolutely. I'm excited to have you, and and certainly we will explore the ins and outs of the business and, and get an insider look into what you do at Raise the Bar. But before we dive strategy and tactics and all of that, tell us a little bit about this gym. First and foremost, what is Raise the Bar? Well, Raise the Bar is a 24-hour gym. Um, we, are, we live in a rural area, so we did not have that option um, before. We have a lot of spring shift um, workers, so I wanted to give them the opportunity to work out. Um, mm. And we have group classes and free weights and cardio and, and machines, um, kind of your just typical um, 24-hour gym that is based off of um, family-friendly um, and good service. Sure. And so that helps for context, right? To have some idea of what it is that we're talking about. But Heather, take us back a little bit. Put us in your time machine here to the time when the idea was formulating in your head that you were going to open up your own gym. What was the goal when you set out? What was your idea in opening up this business? Well, I've always had a passion for helping people. Um, originally, I wanted to be a nurse, but um, that those plans changed. So I guess my plan was just to be able to teach what I have learned. Uh, I started lifting in 2013 and fell in love with it. And it has kind of changed how I think, um, not just physically how I look, but mentally and spiritually, you know, it's, it's all three uh, for me. And I wanted to be able to share that with others and help them along their journey. Yeah. And so at the essence of it, we want to help people, right? Everybody has their own sort of personal why as to why they get into the industry, but it sort of roots back to helping people at its core. When you started off, you were in a different facility from where you are now, right? Tell us about the building that you're in now. How big is it? And, and what were you looking for in terms of specific commercial space? What was important for you to set this business up for success? Sure. Uh, when I started, uh, I just rented a building. Um, it was trying to get my feet wet, making sure that the business was going to work. Uh, two years later, we bought a, purchased a building, uh, built onto it. So it's around 7,200 square foot. Um, we wanted some group classes. We did not have that availability in the last building. So that gave us an opportunity to reach out to um, those that needed the classes and um, like that camaraderie. Right. Plus it gave me just more room to expand. Uh, we were able to add like hot yoga and stuff like that. So um, we're very pleased and we have like four acres in the back so we can continue to build on if need be. Got it. Okay. And, and so plenty of room for growth, right? Really giving yourself the resources to be able to add to this thing. And, and I want to pick your brain on this because the people that, were in the industry prior to COVID know how crazy 
these last two years or so have been. How do your membership numbers now compare to 2019 or early 2020 even? So um, originally when I first started out, you know, my goal was 200 members. That would break me even. Um, but that, that didn't take much time at all. So before COVID, I would say I'm about 200 more than pre-COVID. Um, people learned, well, all my members, pretty much all my members, uh, I still have a few, maybe 10, 15 that are frozen from COVID. But most of my members came back with a vengeance. Um, you know, they didn't want to sit on the couch. I, w I was trying to find out ways to take the gym to them. And um, because worst thing you can do is sit on a couch during, you know, that time. Um, so we wanted to give them an opportunity. We were not closed that long, um, about two months. Um, while I was closed, but I will say it was lonely working out by myself in here. <laughs> yeah. And so an interesting time nonetheless. And so let me ask you this now, Heather, how do your numbers now compare to what you think the, the hypothetical cap is or the ceiling for what membership can be? Do we have room to add to what we got? Always room to add. And I hope to eventually expand out, um, out of this area to a different area. Um, ah, okay. But the situation you mean like a different location or multiple locations? Multiple locations. I um, see. Um, I have a son who's going to school to be, um, well, kinesiology. So he wants to be a personal trainer and I need to get him a little bit closer to a city because there's not a lot of call for personal training here. Living. Um, so I am wanting to expand out, but uh, no, we can definitely fit more in the gym here. Definitely. Got it. Okay. So walk us through then what marketing looks like. Obviously, small town, rural sort of demographic. I, I assume that word of mouth is a big piece of this, but what are you doing beyond word of mouth to attract some new members and some new leads? Right. It, word of mouth is the biggest. Um, but I did finally get a web page up and moving um, about a year ago or so. So that has helped tremendously. We have a, a coal mine here and um, there's a lot of out side business that comes here. So I get a lot of um, people that are coming for the month for um, a couple weeks. I'm hoping to do some, um, some advertising as far as like letting them in uh, to spend a week with us and see how they like it. Uh, but I have not done that yet. Um, I work basically by myself. So I don't have a lot of workers right now, but hopefully um, I can really hard to find people right now <clears throat> that want and share the same passion. That's the, that's the main problem is um, I, I want them to be able to have the same passion and, and kindness and, and love for the people that come in as I do. So. Yeah. I think everybody in the industry can relate to wanting and needing to hire really, really qualified staff. I think COVID did a number on Yes. the amount of people available in the fitness industry in the first place. I think a lot of people sort of did it as a part-time thing or as a hobby thing. And when COVID happened, push comes to shove and, and people had to go do something else. I think there's just a, a finite amount of people interested in working in the fitness space. But as that bounces back, you mentioned looking to, to bring on some other people to help you with this. Now, Heather, I, I think it's important to touch on 
the the growth potential of this. I think you said it, I think I've said it, there's plenty of physical room to grow. There's plenty of membership room for growth. Good examples in this kind of model layer on other services as well. Things like PT, things like group. Is that something that you're looking to lean into into the future as well? Yes. And when I, I usually go to uh, do community stuff, um, go talk to the kids every year, both junior high and high school. And that's one of the things I always mention. You know, you have uh, your biz good business here and you have to find things that help it to continue to grow within the business. So finding things that people that you already have members that are interested in. Um, for instance, um, I sell clothing now, um, gym apparel. So that's just an added bonus and supplements and um, group classes and training. I mean, just if you can find things within the business to expand and help um, produce income to better yourself and give them, you know, I don't sell supplements to make necessarily gobs of money on. I sell it for convenience to my members. Yeah. And I think, I, I think so much of what we do in the industry resorts back to helping people. You said for a convenience factor, it allows them to get it at the facility, but we know that people are probably going to spend money on these things in one way or another. We may as well get it from a trusted source and provide them with a quality product. And it sounds like that's sort of the mindset that you're in, right? Right. Correct. Got it. Okay. And, and so Heather, we somewhat alluded to it already, but I think it's worthwhile to explore it a little bit more broadly. You, you mentioned the idea down the road, we want to get into another facility and really expand this thing into, into different locations if possible. But what's sort of the, the short-term goal, first and foremost, and we'll explore sort of future goals. What's the short-term goal? What do you think you want to make happen in the next year, at least in this facility? Well, in the next year, well, hopefully actually this summer, um, my son and I both are getting certified. Um, if I can't find a trainer, well, we'll make trainers. <laughs> there you go. You are the trainer now. Yeah. So then I just need to find somebody to take my place and do all the daily work while I help train people. Um, right. So that, that is actually happening this summer. I just have to pull the trigger. <laughs> okay. So, so building out some of these additional services, the personal training department specifically, if it's you, if it's somebody else, that's the, the first target. And so look a little bit further out with me, three years, five years, 10 years, where do you see this thing going long-term? Um, well, hopefully I will have two or three more facilities by then. Um, but I would like to keep the same family-oriented, um, close-knit. I mean, I think of these members as my family. And I want that wherever I go, that's what I want to portray. That's what I, you know, that, that's what I build my, my gym on is the service and the friendliness. Um, one thing that I do that I don't know, you know, other gyms do, um, I'm not a certified trainer, but since I've been lifting since 2013, I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> so Once or twice I, we've done this at least, right? Yeah, you always have those people that come in, you know, um, as member or signing up as a member and be like, when's your 
your time that you don't have anybody in here. You know, like I'm new to this. I, you know, and it makes them nervous. And I've been there. You know, yep. I've done that. Everybody has. You got to start somewhere. Yep. So um, I always offer to spend two weeks with them and show them how to do all the equipment, write them up a program, and then they do that program for about eight weeks, and then I write them up a new one. And that's just free. Um, yeah. Just want to get them started. I want them to see what difference it makes. Yeah. And so you've been doing the work of a trainer without necessarily reaping the financial rewards of a trainer. And I think you are really teed up for success with this and, and building that culture of people looking for training, know where to go. It sounds like you have so much potential here, Heather. It's exciting to talk about because of how much untapped potential. I, I hate to continue to use that word, but there's so many different ways that you could grow this thing that it, it is tremendously exciting. Would you agree? It's um, not even my business and I'm getting excited. I love my business. I do. Um, I, I, I just wish I could share it with more people. Yeah. More, you know, find more workers that are as passionate about me or about the business as I am, that I can continue to build it. Yep. I think that's it's an exciting thing i think your conviction and your passion will absolutely help to blow this up heather i think that's a pretty good place for us to begin to wrap up our conversation at least but before we sign out and, and complete this why don't you tell people where they can go to learn a little bit more about the business is there you mentioned there being a website is there social media where can we send people to sure i have a website um grace bar hillsboro um Illinois. And uh, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under Raise the Bar. So, yeah, I would love for anyone to jump on and check us out. Fantastic. So everyone listening, connect with Heather on all of these platforms. Heather, I can't thank you enough for your time. I, I really enjoy these types of conversations that allow the entrepreneurship community to share what's going well for them, but also be a little bit vulnerable and talk about what's not going as well for them. So I appreciate your willingness to touch on both. I'm excited to see what this shapes up for you in going into the future. And I wish you nothing but the best, Heather. I appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us, to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lloyd's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now let's head into the next interview. What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only David Cuts with Cuts Performance out of Michigan. David, happy Friday, man. What is going on? How are you doing today? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Hey, we appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. But 
before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you have going on with cuts performance, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you get started in the first place? Well, uh, I would describe my business to people that we are the best speed training gym in the West, <laughs> in West Michigan. And uh, I got started in the business pretty much fresh out of college. I um, just wanted to dive right into it, honestly. <laughs> I, I went through a couple of internships throughout college and felt like I was ready. I had to learn a lot about the business side, but training wise, I was, I was on the right track. So started getting people gains and started expanding from there. That's it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so let's start with the bare bones basics here, David. You know, how many members are you at currently? Uh, currently, I'm about at 16 or 17 members. Gotcha. Okay. And so if I wanted to get started, say I came in, I'm like, hey, I'm ready to get started yesterday. What would I then have to pay to become an active member? Uh, so in terms of our group sessions, uh, sessions start for about $21 per session, but we pay monthly. So that'll be about $175 for an annual contract. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so for you, David, what's been the best method of finding new clients? Uh, currently, honestly, just word of mouth. Uh, like I said, try to get people or do the best training I can, get people the most gains, and then they just sort of go tell the word for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. And, and so have you... Have you tried any other methods? Because I would consider that word of mouth. Have you tried any other methods like social media or even unorthodox methods like flyers or something like that? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, I do social media. I've been trying to stick with that daily. And uh, I did hit my uh, the whole new community with flyers once. I got to do that again, probably. But uh, yeah, both uh, word of mouth, social media and try to go to like games and sort of spread the word myself as much as possible. But sometimes uh, my training schedule conflicts with that too. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so with where you're at now at 16, right? If traffic leads clients for unlimited, how much higher can you go? By myself, I'd say at least 50 because uh, especially with the group clients, Sorry, sorry, group sessions. I can definitely uh, expand those, just add them multiple times a day, every day. Just go back to back to back. And the sky's the limit, I guess. Yeah, it never stops. I love it. I love it. And so talk to me about what I would consider the client journey, right? So if I came in and I was interested, maybe not ready to sign up just yet, but I was interested. And I... Um, maybe like, okay, like, you know, you have to do the nurture, right? You got to text me a little bit, but I get through the door and talk to me about like the sales process and then being onboarded. What does that look like for you at Cuts Performance? So in terms of the sales process, I just uh, answer any questions that they have up front, uh, then continually encourage them to, like you said, get into the door and make sure uh, that they're actually uh, going to come in and meet with me. Uh, once, say, for example, an athlete, would come in, I would uh, take them through 
a what I call an intake evaluation, where we do some uh, baseline physical testing, test your timid or send them through a dynamic warm up, then test their timeter dash with some lasers, then test their pro agility shuttle also with the lasers, and then test their standing vertical jump, and then based off of that, I have a uh, a intake form, uh, and <laughs> basically uh, tried out their like a graph so that they can get a, vis a visible representation of it, then uh, show them, the athlete and their parents, where they are, where they can improve, and then describe to them how we can improve, and then have a brief discussion about the, the money and things like that. Sign them up from there. Yeah, 120%. And so with that, how do you track, you know, lifetime value, right? So someone who's stayed with you for you know x amount of time and if they're canceling or if they're you know new clients come through they're like how do you track that kind of stuff uh, so far i've been tracking that with uh was it google sheets basically uh, uh similar to uh, microsoft word or excel microsoft excel <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent. and i think that works really well i think it's efficient as long as you have something to track that right i think that's super important it's funny when you know, you hear a lot of fitness professionals are like, oh, yeah, my numbers, I don't really track it. It's like we track our our, our body fat percentage, our, our weight, right, our, our numbers on the on, on the freaking, on the on the, the 45, the 30, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? And it's oh. like, well, you don't track your numbers. It's like, come on. <laughs> so, but no, that's great that you are tracking that. I think that's super important. And so, you know, between the amount of clients you see coming in, you know, on a weekly or monthly basis versus how many leave on a weekly or monthly basis what would you say that ratio is um coming in versus leaving on a monthly basis i'd say we got a a net of about plus one and a half plus two uh some months we have a big boom of them like you know just got out of a sport looking for some off-season training get three or four in a week or something like that but then uh vice versa sometimes going into a sport you lose a couple clients or uh, some three-month contracts might end, things like that. Yeah, I gotcha. I gotcha. That's, I mean, that's super important, and that's great. And so now I'm going to ask you a little bit of a longer-winded question, but a great question in itself. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. So, you know, in the fitness and gym industry, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly, and that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, your client acquisition, which is your sales. Then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, David, where do you feel like you could improve the most? I would say personally, uh, definitely client acquisition. <laughs> because uh, most of the time, once someone signs up, they are they do stick out the duration of their contract at least and most likely also renew but then in terms of a uh, client acquisition i'm sort of naturally uh, introverted so i got to get out of that <laughs> get in front of more people do things like this to uh, to spread the word a little bit better myself yeah i mean completely understandable i, I think that's that's definitely important right i think uh oftentimes people don't realize that <laughs> you kind of I have to open up that way. And then, so when you say client acquisition, you mean not getting people through the door, but getting them to convert after. Right. 
I did mean getting people through the door, but I could definitely also improve on my, uh, my conversion rate as well. Oh, gotcha. 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 Okay, cool. So lead generation there. Cool. And so have you done anything to improve that lead gen as a reason? Has there been anything new that you've tried recently or that's still something that you're, you're working on improving there as well? Um, I've been uh, definitely recommended to start doing some more social media ads to get just to people that I can't see, don't know anything about. So then they can find out about me, follow me on Instagram and things like that. And then I'm also planning to uh, basically hire a graphic designer to, to receive my ideas, get it back to me quick and then give uh, shoot out some more professional that would attract even more eyes. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think that's super important. I think uh, having that versatility is going to serve you well, right? And, mm -hmm. and you know, it's like when you can add that little bit of quality, that little bit of change, it will be a little more of appeal to more people. So I love that there. And so last two questions for you here, Dave. You know, what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? <laughs> so long-term, um, I've been trying to dream of my earth think of my dream building and trying to like work it out uh, functionally. My dream building is about, I don't even know what square feet, but I want to have a definitely indoor full court basketball court, as well as a turf training area like I have now, but just a little bit longer so we can do longer sprints and uh, a weight room site as well. So that way we can serve all types of athletes. Um, yeah. I've, definitely, I've definitely seen... Uh, through my brother that uh, basketball players and certain sports can be really, I'm going to call it addicting. <laughs> so uh, they basically just love to play. I have lots of um, former classmates that now are opening their own businesses that I may be able to, to house them within my business as a form of uh, revenue for me uh, through rental and to serve more people in the community on a more consistent basis, hopefully host tournaments, things like that. And yeah. uh, of course, just a, a really dope training space for me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And so now I'm kind of curious here, besides athletes, is there any other demographic that you do train? Do you train, you know, like the elderly or, you know, people coming out of PT, even just general population? Or is your main priority the athletes? Yeah, we do uh, train multiple uh, gym pop athletes. Currently, we do them on a one-on-one -on -one training basis. Uh, right now, we're serving gym pop clients from about 28 years old through 64 years old, including people with uh, uh, various disabilities, got amputees. Oh, wow. People coming in and out of physical therapy, both actively and uh, just getting out, just sort of finishing off the rehab, getting them to 120% from 100, yeah. things like that. That really goes to show that, you know, regardless of if you're in high school, college, and you're training to be a collegiate athlete or, you know, high school athlete, whatever it may be, you can still come in and be a regular person and still fit right in. Right. And it still applies in my opinion. That's why I love that. I love that. You can never outgrow that. You know, <laughs> the training is for everybody. And yeah. so one last question for you here, Dave, and I think it's 
probably my favorite question. I'm kind of curious what your answer is going to be. So, you know, David, if you can go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you think you really needed to hear back then, what would that advice be for you? For me, it would definitely be get out there. Uh, get out there, be way more visible. Um, I don't know. I have, I don't even know why at this point, but when I first started the gym, I was in a like a 600 square foot place, really just definitely a one-on-one studio type thing. And I had, you know, spent all my money to get all this equipment <laughs> just to start it up, right? So then my whole thing was just like security. You gotta, gotta keep my little box safe. But then if no one knows about your box, they're not gonna come into it. Uh, just again, the, the uh, lead generation client acquisition aspect of be way more open, be way more visible going out to my clients' games. Because uh, it's one thing to like, get the people games and they, someone would ask like, you know, Sammy Ryans, who, who trained you? Oh, this guy over here. But it's even better if you can point to him in the stands right there. <laughs> and I can get teammates and teams maybe just right off rip. <laughs> so I would have definitely been way out more out there i love it i love it man talk about a freaking mic drop there <laughs> yeah man look it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode david but before we sign out you know please shout out your instagram facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you and the gym uh, you guys can find out more about me at www.cutsperformance.com that's c-u-t-t-s performance.com and uh, my instagram and facebook at both uh, at cuts c-u-t-t-s underscore performance i love it i love it look david we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast i look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road that's everyone who tuned in today we appreciate you as well don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes hit that like and subscribe button and if you want to come in and join us talk about your fitness business click the link in the description fill it out and our team will be in touch with you very very soon and as always till next time Jim Lords. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk the business of fitness with gym owners who are in the trenches, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner of Redefined Fitness in Homewood, Alabama, Wes Walker. Thanks for being on. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome, sir. I got to admit, as a New Englander, real hard for me to not call you Wes Walker, but I got <laughs> through it. 
I was worried. I get that all the time. I'm like 15 years of it, and I'm like, man, don't call him Wes Walker. But anyway, um, if if <laughs> hey, you're not a Patriots bro. fan out that's there, I, I'm I'm sorry if you're not a Patriots fan because you probably hate us all. But I'm not yeah. one of those Patriots fans. But anyway, um, <laughs> let's talk about redefined fitness. Um, you are a CrossFit affiliate gym down there in Homewood, Alabama. What are you all about in your own words? Because there's a lot of flavors of CrossFit. There's a lot of different ways to slice it. Well, with uh, CrossFit, I mean, it's kind of across the board. It's community, fitness. Uh, it's not really your one-on-one training. You're going to come in, sweat with people. Uh, you're going to kind of live life with people because you do this every day and get that big accountability that CrossFit allows. And that's what I, why I got into CrossFit out of more of a PT one-on-one studio kind of training and wanted to get into the CrossFit world because the community grabbed me and I loved it. And so I just dove straight in. And uh, what I love about uh, CrossFit, kind of what we do differently is the background that I have for the past 15 years of more of a PT background with one-on-one training. Then I was really got into uh, the more uh, sports specific training with a lot of athletes and kind of athletes only. And I took that, all that background and plus working at some CrossFit gyms, kind of learning that methodology. And I combined everything together that I loved, picked and choose what I liked, and I created a program, Redefined Fitness. Uh, I kind of see it more of a program, not just a gym, because a gym can go anywhere, but a program is kind of like you latch onto and you can be able to take that to any gym. And with that, it's more endurance-based. We always start off with the engine uh, during our, I kind of break up the year into three different categories. The summertime is your engine base, so long grind workouts, 40, 40 minutes plus uh, straight working. And then uh, kind of our fall time is our strength training, kind of your typical strength training, your five by fives and stuff like that. And we're going to get that barbell. We're going to squat. We're going to front squat, bench press, deadlift, strict press, all that kind of just very uh, strict work, uh, working on strength. And then we go into January, which is our power phase. And that's where you got to get more of your CrossFit workouts, where you're getting a lot of Olympic lifting, uh, stuff like that, and with the gymnastics uh, tied in with it. So you got to start with the engine first. That's how I've always uh, just my background in soccer, uh, sports I grew up playing. So you're used to going for 90 minutes straight, no break. That's how I wanted to build my clientele, start off that foundation with a good engine, fill those holes. Uh, if you have a good engine, you can be able to lift a lot longer without getting injury is what I've seen in my 15 years. So then after you get, have build that engine, then we build the next tier, which is strength. Got to be strong to be able to do power. So we focus on that strength. Then we are able to do the power phase. So for me, tie that all into a program. Came up with Redefined Fitness. I've been doing it for two years now. All right. So give us a little bit of an idea of how the business concept came together. You got 15 years in the industry as in various ways, right? Working with sports, personal training, different types of gyms. Two years ago, we're, we're right smack in the middle of, hey, this is a pandemic. We don't know what it's gonna look like. Uh, it was two weeks, then it was six weeks and we're a couple months into it. So you knew that it was iffy, but there was a business opportunity. There was something that was put in front of you. How did this plan come together? Was it in the works beforehand? and the pandemic provided the opportunity? Like, how did this all come together? Yeah, so I was up in uh, Gadsden, Alabama, which is about 50 minutes north of Birmingham. I was born and raised in Birmingham here, where the gym is now. 
and uh, I was helping the gym up there. Kind of got to the point where I left that and I uh, was coming back down to Birmingham. God opened the door for me to come down in uh, Birmingham. Uh, you can just left right there. Sorry, fine. Um, so I came down to Birmingham and God opened the door to a gym that I had helped start with a former uh, buddy, which was a sports specific only. We really only worked with athletes. And a lot of the parents had come in and said, hey, we want fitness too. Uh, is there any way you could train us? So uh, my buddy started some fitness classes. When I came back down to Birmingham, he said, hey, would you like to run the fitness classes? Because I'm really busy and tied up with performance side. You can have the fitness clients. So I was like, yeah. I mean, shoot, that's what I've been doing up in Gadsden because it was more CrossFit up there in Gadsden, one affiliate. But we did a lot of functional training and group classes. So came down to Birmingham, started to doing their fitness classes and uh, got to the point where it grew it so big. And that's where I started my uh, redefined fitness program because uh, the guy, my buddy said, hey, uh, you know, you're kind of a contractor. We'll just contract you out and you can just you do your own thing. Here are the times, the slot times that we don't use the gym. Do whatever you want to come up with your program. And I started filling it up and we kind of busted at the seams. And then I started kind of shooting the idea out there like, hey, guys, if I open my own gym, would you come and talk to my buddy? And said, hey, this is kind of where God's led me. He wants me to open my own gym. And he's kind of gave me the um, kind of directions like, hey, all right, let's go. Let's make this happen. And so because he knew that was my passion and my dream, what I always wanted to do. And kind of I wanted to break away from the performance side, which I had been in for so long back in the day. And he knew that wasn't my passion and kind of got burned out with training athletes and wanted only fitness and the adults, uh, kind of your wounded warriors kind of mindset and just kind of train them, keep them going. So uh, opportunity happened, a uh, warehouse that we're in right now came available, jumped on it, then pa uh, the pandemic hit, COVID hit, and uh, that was a disaster at first where I thought, oh my goodness, my dreams just got shot, but it actually was the biggest blessing for me, I'm not saying the uh, pandemic is a blessing, but God uses any situation. What, it happened, what happened for me is that I had time to build a gym exactly the way I wanted to. I had the funding of a, pro, a previous job that I had worked construction that I'd saved all the money away, knowing, knowing uh, one rainy day that I would need it for a gym. Uh, so it gave me opportunity to build the gym out. It took about three months to get the gym where it needs to be working on it every single day. And I didn't have the, the busyness of t coaching classes. I could literally just dive into the gym, be here every single day from sunup, sundown, doing all the projects I needed to. And then by May 11th, because March 5th, I got the gym got the warehouse and then may 11th i was able to open the doors then all those clientele that i got from that previous gym they followed over so i knew i had a clientele waiting and ready yeah definitely helps to know that you have some people ready to come with you and like i said off air you know you you found the silver lining in the in the covid cloud of like hey you know i was going to build this out anyway I probably was going to have to do it in between coaching classes and we'll get into this in a minute. And, and you're basically a one man show for the most part, but you know, life gives you lemons. You made some lemonade. You, you basically, you know, got ahead of the curve where you've been in the gym two years. And I know people that are five, 10 years in and still are doing different tweaks and rearrangements and have projects. You pretty much knocked it all out before you got open to where you feel like you don't walk around the gym and you're like, oh, I still have to do this. Or I had to so I'm sure there's always little things we want to tweak oh, as yeah. owners, but, but there's no major projects for you right now. Right. As far no, as the facility goes. 
Yeah, exactly. And I kind of learned that from my previous gyms that have been around. I kind of knew being all the different gyms I've been a part of, knew what I liked and I knew what I didn't like. We, you know, the mistakes that some of the uh, owners made that I was like, not, I know not to go down that route or not to buy that equipment or not to design it this way. Uh, so I just learned to kind of chalk that away, even made notes or whatever kind of big outline of like, okay, this is when it's time, when God opens the door for me to open the gym, this is what I'm going to do. So thank God I was able to stick with that list and kind of went through it. And it's like, wow, this actually all worked over my experience of the 15 years. Got it. Got it. Okay. So once you had everything set up, you had some established clientele, but you still need to get more people in, right? There's always going to be people, there's, there's room in your gym and even a full gym, eventually people leave. So you need to have some inflow. So one of the cool things that I think that you did is you said, I'm going to go hard on social media mostly Instagram. I'm not even going to build a website. So that's, that's a pretty bold move. Almost every CrossFit gym specifically, and a lot of the other gyms we've talked to feel like they need to have some kind of website, if not, you know, the wild bells and whistles, five, $10,000 site, but you're like, nope, I'm not doing that. So give us a little bit of, you know, how your background factored into it and, and how you made that decision. Uh, from previous, uh, gyms I was a part of, I saw how much money they spent, how much time and effort it took on the website and knowing being pretty much running all these gyms for these gym owners, knowing we didn't really get any clientele, if at all from the website. Yeah, it looks good. Yeah. It's easy to send somebody a link or whatever, but I knew, well, Hey, there's free advertisement out there, which is social media. And I would just kind of took advantage of that when I was like, okay, with redefine fitness, I only want to do social media. I don't want to do a website because I knew it was going to be a waste of money. Now down the road, way down the road, if it's, uh, if I see a benefit to a website, I might create one myself so I can be able to always uh, do what I need to do on it. I'm kind of OCD like that. I like to have control of how things look and what's said and all that kind of stuff. So maybe down the road, but as of right now, we have no need for it at all because I tell my clients and how we grew with the, 30 to 35 people I started off with opening the doors, I said, hey guys, I'm not gonna do a website. I told them, I'm not gonna advertise, I'm not gonna do a website, I'm gonna do social media, that's it. I'm not gonna do any uh, media blasts or any pay for any type of podcast stuff or um, social media stuff or anything like that because I wanted them to work out with people they wanted to work out with. So for me, it was like telling them, hey, I want, like if you want somebody in the class, I want you to invite them in because you're not just gonna, work out with a random, somebody off the street, saw a website or whatever kind of comes in because I saw that in other gyms, how that kind of ruined an atmosphere and it can you kind of have a bad egg in a class. I'm not, and I've told people, I'm not afraid of firing a client saying, Hey, this is not your fit. Uh, there's so many gyms here in Birmingham. I'll find a perfect fit for you. Uh, and I wasn't afraid to do that because I knew one bag, bad egg can ruin a class. That personality that just didn't fit right. So I told my clientele, hey, you get the people you want in here. You invite the people you want to work out with, that you want to sweat with every single day, day in and day out. So for me, that was my advertisement, telling my clientele, y'all y'all are my walking billboards. Y'all do what you want to do and get the people in here. And I told them a set number. I was like, I have to have this to keep the doors going. I said, you know, keep the lights on. I have to have this number. And they knew that number. And they were like, okay, let's grow that number. Let's get it bigger. Let's go. What's the next milestone? And they always are asking, where you at? What's the next milestone? Where, what can we get to? So kind of got them all on board. That's, that's, that's definitely uh, an interesting way to go about it. And I think 
it's a tactic that can work if you know that you are that in touch with your community that yeah. they have your back that you really have that because if it's transactional they're going to be like dude get your own members like there's you you really have to know who you have in you know starting off with the people that came with you those first followers certainly helps the the one last thing that i want to touch on with this is you've been have you been a hundred percent organic on the social media have you paid any money into facebook or instagram or have you gotten where you are strictly on the free stuff well totally on the free stuff 100 organically okay it, do you mind sharing with the audience where you're at for members right now? Is that something you're comfortable with? Yeah, no, totally. I'm at actually specifically in 97. I'm at exactly 97. The clientele's know that I am three away from 100. So they're trying to get that 100 in. Um, and yeah, so I, I'm very vocal about that, where we're at uh, numbers wise with everybody. And yeah, did everything organically or just posting the workouts every day so people can be able to see it like oh this is kind of what he's training because i don't want somebody to come in here and the program kind of speaks for itself and kind of takes care of the people that don't really want to be here because it is hard it is long it's more endurance based i'm probably i'm definitely more of a longer crossfit workout most crossfit gyms are your 20 25 really hardly ever go over 35 minutes ever and that's usually a partner workout for me, you're doing an individual workout. You're doing a 40-minute AMRAP. You're doing 45-minute AMRAPs. You're doing a lot longer. So sometimes we don't even do just an hour segment. We kind of go over a little bit. And my classes know that that are back-to-back. -back. Like, hey, we're going to get through all the warm-up. And then by the time the warm-up's done, we're ready to start that class because the other one's running over just a little bit. So for our partner workouts, like we have one today, like Friday is always partner day. It's fun Friday. That one's a, a 40-minute AMRAP that you're going to go nonstop like you work, I work, but their break is not really that uh, long. So you're going to have to just keep going the whole time. So building that engine kind of scares some of your typical CrossFitters, the ones that just want to lift, get in a 10 minute AMRAP and go out throughout their day, which is fine. That works too. Uh, that intensity aspect is huge. Uh, but for my clientele and where we're at, they don't, they like the longer ones and kind of because I've groomed them that way. So that's kind of the program kind of takes care of getting the people that don't really fit this and don't really want this, it kind of says, oh, well, this is not quite for me. So for uh, a new client coming in, trying it out, I always give them a week, for, a week free. They try it Monday through Saturday, you get a week free, try it out. If this is a program that fits for you, awesome. If not, I know a ton of gym owners here in Birmingham, I'll point you in the right direction that, for, to fit your goals. All right, so open during a pandemic, had about 35-ish clients that came with you and have grown to about 100 in just over two years, strictly organic, word of mouth referral. And that, you know, as we're coming into summertime, that's where a lot of gym owners tell me they're losing members. People take the summer off, they're doing activities, they're on vacations. From what you've seen over the last two years, you gain more clients or with a higher frequency during the summer than at any other part of the year. So is there anything that you attribute that to? Do you think it's, is it what goes on in Birmingham? Is it the way that you run your cycles? What do you attribute that to seeing growth where a lot of gyms in most of the rest of the country are losing more people in the summer than any other time? I think uh, mainly it is for Birmingham that I've seen uh, other cities that I've been a part of with gyms. It might not have grown as big in the summertime, uh, but for me in Birmingham, I think people get 
less busy. Like their, their work schedule or their school schedule or their all that kind of stuff, like taking kids wherever. Summer seems like for my clientele that come in, it slows down just enough. And they're like, oh, I have that hour in my day. Or, oh, I need to, I want to get fit for summer kind of mindset. And the beauty of my clientele and the way God's blessed it, we get somebody, they stay. Like I, every single new client becomes a lifer. And that's what all CrossFit gyms and most gyms, they want their lifers. If, as long as they have their lifers, they can keep going. They know no matter what happens, whatever crap hits a fan, they're going to have their lifers up their whole time. And with the community that I have that God's blessed tremendously is that you come in and I, that's why I always give a week free and not just a day, because I know after a week, they're going to be hooked. And with the summertime, because the longer workouts and it's just, you kind of just open up and you just kind of figure out, okay, this is not too technical because I'm not very technical in the summertime. Once they try it out, they stay because they're like, okay, you're building my foundation. You're not just throwing you into a CrossFit gym where you got to snatch and clean and jerk and all these massive power movements that most people get scared of because they think they're going to get hurt. So for the summer, we, we kind of gear away from the massive lifts. We'll, we'll still do them, but very light and you're moving for a very long time. Uh, so the clientele kind of invites their friends and family and all that kind of stuff and say, hey, come try it out because this is our beginning phase. And I think that's how they kind of sell it to them. Like, hey, if you were going to try RF with Redefined Fitness, you need to come try it in the summer. And that might be the reason why I grow the most in the summertime. But for me that I've seen, I think Birmingham just doesn't get as busy. They kind of slow down a little bit. Their schedule's not as busy and they're able to try something. Fair enough. So I think that combination really is working for you in that locally, because I know it's, this isn't just you seeing it in your gym, you've seen it in multiple gyms in the area. So there's something to that, the, just the way the pace of life changes in the summer, but also your, your cycles that you program on are conducive to that too. So whether or not it was on purpose or not, it seems like it's working out. So I'd say don't change that because you've kind of flipped what a lot of people are seeing. So one of the things you talked about having lifers, one of the other big topics that I wanted to talk about um, is, is retention and your retention is good. But one of the things you've done to supercharge it is you go hard on getting couples in your gym. You're a premium price gym, you know, you know maybe not the most expensive thing like personal training, but it costs decent money to come to your gym. But if somebody wants to bring in their spouse, partner, whatever it is, you're doing something to accommodate that. So where did that idea come from? How have you put it into effect? And, and have you seen any downside to it? Oh, uh, it pretty much started off in my very first CrossFit gym that I helped coach. Uh, I saw that uh, couples, when they did work, they, they didn't really give a discount for couples. And I saw that that kind of where the husband just came in and worked out or the wife just came in and worked out and they really never worked out together or they just kind of switched month to month kind of thing. And I could see the camaraderie of the clientele wasn't like a family and it wasn't as tight of a community of the CrossFit gyms I saw, but the ones that did give a discount for couples and really focused on that, it literally, you walk into the gym, you're like, man, I feel like home. Like I just feel like this is one big happy family because you had that family that, literally lives together are actually working out together, living life, doing those things. One of the biggest uh, kind of phrases I live by uh, for a couple, or like if I'm giving any type of couple advice or anything like that is having different hobbies are healthy, but having different passions is a poison. So for me, I want to, if this is just a hobby and I, and I ask my clientele this, like, if this is just a hobby for you, 
you don't have to get your spouse here. This is something you need to do to be able to get along with your spouse better or your, your partner better. Um, but if this is a passion, I want you to invite that special someone in your life with you because I need y'all to grow together in this. And if it's not there, you know, if it's not the spouses or the partner's uh, passion, let's see if it can be like, is it something they're just absolutely scared of scared of doing like what's a barbell or, you know, heavy dumbbell, heavy, heavy kettlebell. I'm scared of all that. Okay. Well, let's ease them into it and see if this becomes a passion. Like my first perfect example is my mom, my own, my mom. She's never worked out a day in her life, never sweated ever. She didn't even know what a dumbbell was ever. And my dad, of course, grew up working out, playing sports and all that kind of stuff. He thought this was going to be a hobby. When I opened my gym, opened the doors, he came in, he was coming every day, 7 a.m., never miss. And he started like it, it became a passion for him. Like it, it re-sparked that passion that he had back in high school and college. And mom was just kind of on the sideline. She would come in and help with the gym that needed, but never really did classes, got scared of fitness because she just had never done it. It was something that was a foreign language to her. And I told dad that same saying, like, hey, this is not a hobby, dad. This is a passion. I need you to share this with mom. And so mom started coming in. We just literally took it so slow. Like she just touched a barbell and that was it, like a five pound dumbbell. Like, but now it's so funny. Her name's Kathy and the gym has given her a nickname, CrossFit Kathy. So she's actually in, in my women's class that I run every day. If there's any type of new person coming in, I'm having mom teach the form because she has completely submerged herself into this. She loves it. She's got the best form of any client that I've really had because she has no bad habits. I got her at the point where she was just absolutely brand new, didn't have to relearn anything, teach anything different. And so that for me, I really started catching on to like this couple thing really works. It makes the family grow so much. My, my parents have told me a million times over, they've gotten closer in the relationship of 38 years being married in the last two years, gotten even closer because they're sharing this passion together because they never had a passion together. They didn't share a passion. They just had all these different hobbies going different directions, five kids. I have, you know, four siblings. So they were always a million different directions, but this brought them together. This brought them to be able to say, Hey, we can talk about this later on. We can share this together. We're sweating together. And that absolutely blew up for me. And I was like, okay, I'm doing this for couples. I'm, I'm 100% sold on it. I believe in it. So I give a big discount for couples individually. I'm not the highest in uh, Birmingham Homewood slash Homewood, but I'm going to, you know, it, it, I got to keep the lights on. So I let the individuals be my bread and butter kind of, and then my couples be my gravy on top. Like the, it kind of just, if I get extra money left over for the, uh, instead of spending it all on the stuff I need to spend them throughout the, throughout the month, the couples is kind of like my gravy on top. So I don't have to, uh, you know, push that membership as much of being such a high price. Got it. All right. One more thing that I think also contributes or is part of the overall community, what you have there besides, you know, couples, families, things like that is, is you feel like there is um, a feeling of more spirituality in your community than some of the other gyms that you've, you've been a part of. So tell us where that comes from. Uh, just my walk with Christ, uh, where it started off uh, as a very young age. Uh, I've always had you know, the presence of God just uh, opening all the doors. Like I would not be here, would not be able to be a trainer, would not do the things I do without God opening the doors he has. 
and be able to recognize that, see that and go, hey, it's not me, it's not my wife, it's not my family, it's not this gym that's being so successful, it's God letting us do that. And my clientele has extremely just embraced that. We talk about it, we pray a lot, we talk about uh, things that we need to pray about. You know, I'm, I'm, my gym is very open with each other. It's kind of like one big accountability. Uh, each class has its own kind of spiritual leader in which I really love of kind of let that, let the clients organically do that. I kind of started it off, like, here's the foundation. This is what we're always going to be about. And they kind of took that and ran with it. And you can see each class who stands out a little bit more of being that leader, being the first one to uh, go to somebody seeing that, Hey, if there's something wrong, what's going on counseling wise. Uh, and I just really love how God and the Holy spirit has just kind of just taken over that and let it just go skyrocket and the uh, clients just embrace it. And it just keeps growing that way. And I love it because during all the holiday workouts and all that, where they're inviting more people that aren't a part of the gym, uh, like, you know, Murph, like we just had Murph, uh, in May and we had that and we had a big prayer time beforehand. And just to see the clientele that isn't part of our family, not part of our membership, but to see that, hey, there's something different about this gym. And every new client drop in or anybody that comes in, they always come up to me afterwards. They make it specifically time to make come to me afterwards, say, hey, there's something different about your gym. Don't know what it is, but I feel alive here. I feel welcomed. I feel, you know, just an absolute comfort being here. So I want to thank you for doing that. And I'm like, hey. It ain't me. It's the clientele running with whatever the Holy Spirit's given to them. And so I, I have to give the credit due where it is. And it's the clientele running with the foundation I, I might have laid out, but they did it all. Fantastic, man. All right. We are just about out of time. So I know you don't do you don't do website. You do have social media. So if our, our listeners want to find out more about you, check out what you're doing, what you're posting, where are the best places to find you? Uh, yeah, uh, my email address, I always have my email at wesleywalker09 at gmail.com or at, if you want to see all the social media, all the pictures and all the workouts, that is redefinedfitness underscore www. All right. So redefinedfitness underscore www on Instagram. And is the Facebook still RF Birmingham? Uh, it might be actually, I, it, it could be. I haven't checked that in a really long time. If, if, that, if that's what you saw, then that's probably it. I actually don't okay. have Facebook that much. I just kind of let Facebook do its thing. Go, go to the Instagram, redefinedfitness underscore www. Yep, that's it. All right, sir. That's all the time that we have for today. I appreciate you coming on, talking about what you're doing down there in Alabama. I appreciate you. I wish you continued success. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. And to all of our listeners, as always, we appreciate you too. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you want to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives. Jim Ward's out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.